find you. You keep giving, keep providing. I am all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying, you keep moving. I keep praising, you keep proving. Oh, my God. 
Lord, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you for the time that we get to spend together in your house. God, I pray that you just be with every service happening in this building, God, with us and the kids, and I pray that you just move and speak and touch hearts, God. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in this place this morning. Amen. Go ahead and say good morning to a few people before you take a seat. Amen. Always enjoy our praise team and the anointing they bring with it. Yeah. One of the best around, and not just about talent, about giftings and stuff that the Lord's put inside of them and them using it to glorify Him. So love it, love it, love it. I love what they do up here and how they usher us into the presence of the Lord. A couple other things to just hit on. If you're not volunteer, volunteering in the church, let me do something else real quick, specifically. I said it. For those of you like, what are you talking about? Last week, when I had you guys kind of move and pray for people, I tried to, I was praying. I was like, really? In the middle of this, God? And I tripped up on a word and I heard about it all week. It was funny. One of the greatest lessons in life is to learn to laugh at yourself. My high school biology teacher told me that, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> anyway, if you're not volunteering in the church, please, please, please fill out a form, volunteer form, get that turned into Justine or myself, and serve in the church. <laughs> if you're serving in the church, you're invested in what's going on here, and you believe in what's going on here. If you're just kind of sitting by and not doing anything with us, then you're just being a consumer. It's okay, I guess, but I'd rather be involved in what's going on and what God's doing. So, please fill out a form and be a part of what God's doing in Orchardville Church. Last week, we talked about, we started a series on the Holy Spirit. We talked about the Holy Spirit in us, uh, how, how the Holy Spirit in us brings us freedom. He brings us peace. He brings us fellowship with Him. Um, so, we talked about that. This week, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit with us, with us. Holy Spirit with us. We're going to be in John chapter 14 for a little bit, but I'm actually going to give you a lot of scripture this morning. Is that okay? Because it's like active and it's life and it speaks life into you. So if I go too fast today, uh, it'll be on the screen, but there's a lot of it I want to cover this morning because God's word inside of you is a good thing. It helps you when you come up against things. All right. The blessing that comes from a life in the Holy Spirit should never, ever, ever be taken for granted. Okay? That blessing does come with what seems like here in John chapter 14, a qualifying condition. So we're going to read in verses 15 through 18 first. John chapter 14, 15 through 18. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you again for your presence, for your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for what you're doing inside hearts, inside of Orchardville Church and how you're changing lives, God. Things that maybe other people don't see, God, I'm getting reports of you moving and, and stirring something up in people. And I thank you for that, God. Lord, be with us in this word. Speak through me. Father, help me. You know, you see my struggles this weekend, God. Just, I'm encouraging myself in you right now, Father. I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, a few things that John kind of reveals to us about the Holy Spirit living with us is the first one. You don't work to receive the Holy Spirit. You welcome him. Okay? You just welcome him into your life um, through your obedience. In verse 15, it said, if you love me, obey my commandments. He wants us to have the Holy Spirit. Christ wants us to have the Holy Spirit. He promised to send the Holy Spirit, but obedience is the key to receiving Okay. Second thing, you receive an advocate, not an assistant in the Holy Spirit. He's not there to assist you. He's your advocate. And the difference is an assistant helps you with your agenda. An advocate instructs and sticks up for you. 
So we have an advocate. John 15, 26 says, When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. The advocate speaks truth and testifies about Jesus. And we also get this divine reminder of important information when we welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives. John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative... That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Okay? Jesus promised the Holy Spirit to help the disciples remember what Jesus had said. He did this so they could record it accurately in Scripture for our benefit. The Spirit still reminds God's people today about His Word and He makes it come alive inside of us. He still does that for us today. We also have godly conviction in regards to sin. Everybody, anybody got ready to do something and something inside you told you not to do it? Godly conviction. The Holy Spirit convicting you. How many of you went ahead? No, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> John 16, 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit working as our advocate, working with us, gives us power, gives us love, and gives us perspective. So I want to hit on those this morning, that the Spirit energizes you with power. How many of you guys are anxious about the future? Or a little worried about the future, okay? Psalm 27.1 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When you're in a difficult time in life, it's so much easier for us to start listening to ourselves rather than the truth of God's word. We do that as humans. We start listening to what we think would be best instead of what God would say best and the Holy Spirit inside of us would say it was best for us. And, and again, he brings hope, he brings power, he brings confidence in the midst of our uncertainties. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to me. And God speaks through the ideas from the Holy Spirit. And he gives you these thoughts. He gives you suggestions. And he puts impressions into your mind. Don't ignore those things. And when the devil talks, here's, here's what happens. When the devil talks to you, this is weird to say, but it happens. He, I mean, he, the enemy puts thoughts, puts things into your mind, and we, and we listen to him sometimes. When the devil talks to you, that's temptation. But when God's talking to you through the Holy Spirit, that's inspiration. Okay? The devil is going to come and tempt you with things and try to say things to your mind that are not true. The Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the truth of the word of God and it inspires you. Know the difference, okay? Holy Spirit speaks directly to your mind. He doesn't need to speak in an audible voice. He doesn't need to go through your ears. He goes directly inside this mess sometimes and speaks to us. If the Holy Spirit brings God's truth to mind, that means there's got to be something in there that he needs to bring out for you. So that's why it's so important to read this, to study this, to soak it up. Because when you come up in those situations where you're struggling and you don't know what to do and the, and the enemy is trying to tell you one thing, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what this word says to you. And you will stand on that truth in the midst of whatever you're dealing with. Okay. Holy Spirit also fills you with love. Okay. He fills you with love. He, he energizes you with power and he fills you with love. Love is a great force in overcoming fear. How many are fearful? Nobody. Okay, perfect. Um, How about this? Love looks for opportunities to give. Fear is self-protecting. Love causes us to move toward other people, not away from them. I've heard this from people in this church. It's too peoply there for me. That's anywhere. The bean days. It's too peoply. Too many people around, okay? But love causes us to move toward other people. Fear causes us to withdraw from others. Love is a sign of trust. Fear is a sign of doubt. 
Love has some of its a distinction and true definition in today's, it's, it's lost it in today's culture. You know, what is love? We, we say it all the time. We throw it out there. But how do you define it? One way is affection. It, it takes delight in affirming others. You love. It's friendship. Deep and deeply felt friendship. Togetherness. A sense of joy when, when people are together. I feel love in this place. I, I feel love in the coffee shop on, through the week. We meet together and have some coffee before we start our work day. I feel love in that moment. I feel love. I feel friendship. Eros, the Greek word, a romantic, passionate kind of love, a love between lovers, those who are in love. That's you, baby. (laughs) Maybe that was too real, too real. I don't feel that kind of love for anybody else in here, okay? Then there's agape love, highest form of love, gift love. Agape love longs to give what's best unconditionally, and regardless of the cost, it's selfless, seeking the highest good for the other person. And that's the fullest expression of God's love to us. His desire for us to love each other the same way. It's the kind of love Paul urged the church in Corinth to have for one another. 1 Corinthians 13. You guys have heard this. You hear it a lot at weddings. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Carlin, is there still a symbol in this room on a stand? Let me go see. This is spur of the moment. I'll be right back. Come here, little buddy. Here he is. Still spur of the moment. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I just know I want it right now. All right. First Corinthians 13, 1 through 8 and verse 13. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy... And if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Hallelujah. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Three things will last forever. Faith Hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love. Amanda, come here. She prayed for me this morning, so it gives me the right to call her up. Which I appreciate. Would you tell, do you, do you love the Lord? Yes. You do? Tell me some good things about yourself, Amanda. <coughs> yeah, about yourself. Shout it out loud so people can hear you. Tell me some good things about Amanda. Okay. What? <laughs> Keep going. Um, I love to what? I love to what I didn't tell you is Amanda doesn't love anyone. <laughs> she has no love in her heart. Keep going. I love my family. I love this church. Okay, I'll, I'll let you say that. What, what I'm, I'm trying to show you, you can have every gift that there is available to us, but you don't have love, this is all you are. 
You're so noisy, gonging symbol. Because if you don't have the love that backs it all up, you have nothing. And you're just making a bunch of noise. Thank you. Got to have the love. And I appreciate the gifts of the Spirit, but if they're not motivated by love, I don't want to hear this over and over again. Okay? Holy Spirit enriches our hearts with this kind of love for one another. You, we got to be people, people persons. People, people. Okay? We have to love people. We have to. We can't see somebody in the store and go, ooh. That's not love. That's not love. But Rick, you don't understand. That's not love. It's not love. How do you know about that? Okay? If you remove love from relationships, you remove the life. The life of that relationship. Some people say, yeah, but, but I'm not really the expressive type. It's not me to just love on people. Well, I'm so glad God didn't say that to us. When he sent Jesus to die for us. I'm just not really the expressive type. You guys can just all do your own thing. Okay? That is not the attitude that God has towards us. He demonstrated, he expressed his love to us through Jesus. Ephesians 2, 4, 5, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. So here's some strategy. How many have a hard time loving people? Don't make me pick you out. Okay? There's sometimes we just have a hard time loving people. Here's some strategies to help you out, okay? Accept others for who they are, not who you want them to be. Some people are just messed up. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying accept them for who they are, not who you want them to be. Love them. Love them. You know what? As people come into the church, when you guys get excited and start witnessing and, and, and motivated to bring people in, sorry, that was mean. There's going to be some people that are messed up. There's going to be some people that are dirty. There's going to be people that say things and slip up and do things, and we have to love. Now, Aaron, I was about to make you get in the floor, but I'm not going to do that to you. Come here, buddy. I just met him last week. We're walking along, and he's struggling in life. Trip and fall. Do your best. Now, a lot of times in the church, in the church, We just walk on past people that are struggling and hurting. We know they are. Everybody else knows they are. But why don't we take the time to pour into them and love them? This is what it should look like in the church when somebody... But they messed up like three times, Rick. So they can mess up 77 times and God's still going to forgive them and help pick them up the same way we should. Come here, brother. I know you just had a hard time, but we're here to love you and we're here to help you. And we're going to encourage you in the things of God. Amen? Amen. You can do this. You gotta love, man. There's gonna be people coming in here that need love, that don't have it all together. They need to be loved, and they experience that love. I'm so glad that, you know, God's love doesn't break down when I don't live up to His expectations. So thankful for that. You guys, we have to be patient with people's progress. Not, I want you to be this right now. Be patient. Let God work on them. You just keep encouraging and loving. Will some people still reject and turn their back and walk away from you as possible? But we're called to love. We're called to love. So be patient with progress. To enjoy people, you need to allow for growth and you need to allow for development. And you need to allow for spiritual maturity to be coming into their lives. Allow those things to happen. Don't expect people to change overnight. 
Philippians 1.6 reminds of, the, of this, be, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We're, nobody's there. He's still working on me. I've used that before. All the time, God's working on us. Connect with others when they hurt. You know, there's nothing more for me, for Sarah, for what we've been going through. There's nothing more comforting than to have somebody present when you're hurting. They only have to say a word just to know they're there. means a lot. means they love you. means they're there for you. Be present. Connect with others when they're hurting. Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. We're still mourning. So keep mourning with us. We're still struggling. Keep lifting us up. I'm being selfish right now, but that's just reality. This is a bad weekend for me. I need you guys. Okay? We need you guys still. Being honest. Being real. Desire what is best for others. It's not about what you can get. It's about what you can give. You give to people. This is the kind of love Paul had for the Philippians. Philippians 1 verse 8. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. You know what? I don't have the capacity to love that way. But the Holy Spirit with me and in me does. I've got to have him. I've got to have him in order to love some people that come up across my path in life. There's some people that have been really rude to me. I still have to love in the midst of it. Right? I don't have the capacity to love that way, but God's spirit helps me to love. Romans 5, 5. This hope does not disappoint us, for God has poured out his love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us. We have to learn to let go of bad things that people do to us. (laughs) Some of you in here don't want to do that. I preached last year about the bait of Satan and how bitterness, unforgiveness, that stuff, you cannot hold on to it. Don't keep a list list of offenses. Wives. Maybe I better not. She can remember something I did in 2001 on October 3rd at 10.53 in the morning in 27 seconds. I don't get it. I don't know how you guys do it. And I say, you've done stuff to me too. When? I can't remember. (laughs) Can't remember like you do. Let it go. Don't keep a list of offenses, not just husband and wife, but everyone. Clara Barton, the founder of American Red Cross, was asked on one occasion if she still speaks to a particular person who had done a vicious deed against her a few years ago. She acted as if she had never heard of the incident. Can you imagine? And the lady says, don't you remember it, she was asked? No, she said, I distinctly remember forgetting it. That's love. That's love. And last one, the Holy Spirit enlightens you with a proper perspective on things. Again, he helps us with perspective because his job is to magnify Jesus. And perspective shapes how we see things. In many ways, it influences our actions, it influences our words, it shapes our thinking, and ultimately, it impacts our life, our perspective on things. And if you're like me, maybe I'm too real sometimes. Have you ever found yourself asking in the middle of something, where are you, God? Where are you? Where are you? And the more you asked it, for me, the worse you felt about saying it, like Job. Where are you? And it's one thing to know that God's everywhere, he's omnipresent, but there are times that you need to know that he is right here, right in the middle of what you're going through. And the Holy Spirit does that. He reveals that. He helps you keep life in perspective by bringing 
the truth of God's word to your mind, like I said earlier. And I'm going I'm to rattle off a lot of scriptures here because they're powerful for whatever you're dealing with. If circumstances have you feeling lonely, anybody be lonely? The Holy Spirit reminds you that God is with you. Hebrews 13, 5, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He's there. Feeling insecure, the Holy Spirit reminds you that God is your confidence. Psalm 16, 8, 9, I am always aware of the Lord's presence. He is near and nothing can shake me. And so I am thankful and glad and I feel completely secure. Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Feeling uncertain, the Holy Spirit reminds you that he is your counselor. Job 13, 27, you watch every step I take and even examine my footprints. He knows you. He's right there with you. Feeling depressed, most of America the Holy Spirit reminds you that he is your comforter. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. He's there. He's with you. And if we're not careful, the circumstances that we're in, in the middle can, can kind of skew our perspective on things. And we start questioning if God is really anywhere near us in that moment. And like David, we have to remind ourselves sometimes, Psalm 116, 7 through 10, be confident, my heart, because the Lord has been good to me. The Lord saved me from death. He stopped my tears and kept me from defeat. And so I walk in the presence of the Lord in the world of the living. I kept on believing even when I said I am completely crushed. I kept on believing, knowing that he was with me. For praise team would come back up. The Holy Spirit as a believer is in you. The Holy Spirit as a believer, he is with you. He's not leaving you. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives and allow him, allow him to help us in all those areas that we're struggling in, to energize us with power when we, have, when we feel like those days I don't have any strength left. We can turn to Psalm 46, one and says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. There it is. To enrich us with love when everyone around us is, is getting under our skin. How can we respond in love? 1 John 3, 18 through 20. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. And to give us proper perspective to grasp life. Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid for I'm with you. Don't be as discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Let's stand this morning. We're going to enter into a time of worship and prayer. And guys, I can't stress to you enough about the opportunity every Sunday that you have. You know, our, our youth take advantage of this in a good way on Wednesday nights. There's not a week that goes by that they don't just come and get in the presence of the Lord. They, they always do. And I love it. Some would say, why do they have to go up for prayer every week? Sometimes you just go up to be in the presence of the Lord. And that's okay. Sometimes you go up to encourage other people that are praying. That's okay too. So every time we have this altar open, you are free to come. You're free to worship. You're free to cry out to the Lord, even if you don't need anything. But this morning, as we talked about the Holy Spirit with us, maybe you're struggling through something right now. You need to understand that God is with you in the middle of it. You need to know that this morning. You can come and pray. And I promise you, as you call out to God, he will meet you right in the middle of your mess this morning. And he will remind you that he is with you. He's not left you. He sees you. He loves you. So whatever it is this morning, as always, a salvation. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, you don't know this love that we're talking about, please come and talk to me. Maybe you've walked away in life. 
you were saved, but you just, you just haven't been living for Jesus. Things have come up and you've walked away. You can rededicate your life to him this morning. You need healing, whatever it is. These altars are going to be open, Father, as we come to you now. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for that advocate. He is our advocate. And Lord, as, as we magnify you, Lord, he helps us in the midst. The Holy Spirit helps us, strengthens us, gives us the right perspective, helps us love, and brings power and authority into our lives. So Father, right now, we just, we just ask you to move in this place. Right now, God, people that are in here right now that didn't even really want to be here today, God, I pray right now you speak into them. Speak into them, Holy Spirit. Change the perspective they walked in with and give them one, Father, that's full of your love and your mercy and grace and your strength and your power. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you right now as we begin to pray. Move in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Just getting started When I hit a wall You just walk through When I face a mountain You are the maker So it's gotta move When I'm out of faith You are still faithful When I'm at my worst You are still good all of my questions you are the answer it all points to you cause you're the God of the breakthrough when I'm breaking down you'll be working your way through there's no way out this one thing I know you're still on your throne so whatever I'm feeling, I've still got a reason to praise, praise, praise. Out of you write a story. Out of the cross comes rivers of grace.
From that perspective of even though we lost our son, even though we're going through hurt, even though we're going through pain, we still have a reason to praise. So the reason for me requesting this song might have changed, but the perspective is still on God and who he is in our lives. So as they sing that a little bit more, I just encourage you. I know, I know there's more people dealing with things and for whatever reason it's hard for you to get up and come and pray. Uh, but there's freedom in that. There's a there's a strength you get as you stop you step out that God strengthens you to walk another step and another step and just come up and lay things down. And there's people that want to pray with you. So we'll sing just a little bit more of that as we pray. When I'm at my end, you're just getting started. When I hit a wall, you just walk through. When I face a mountain, you are the maker, so it's got to move. When I'm out of faith, you are still faithful. When I'm at my worst, you are still good. In all of my questions, you are the answer. It all points to You're the God of the breakthrough. When I'm breaking down, you'll be working your way through. There's no way out. This one thing I know, you're still on your throne. So whatever I'm feeling, still got a
feel like it in the moment, but you still have a reason to praise. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is surrender in the middle of stuff, but I promise you God meets you there. When you say, God, I can't do this anymore, I surrender it to you, I've got a reason to praise you still in the midst of it. And I also want to encourage you guys as you share love that we talked about today, we're not going to win people to Jesus with hate and arguing okay love people love them let them see the fruit of the spirit inside of you let them experience that and share with them why you have what you have why you are the way you are let's see God through you through us bring people in here and they experience his love and his mercy and his forgiveness appreciate you guys love you guys Pray for each other throughout the week. Pray for me. Pray for the staff, for Sarah, for all of us. We're praying for you. If you ever have a need, a prayer request, let us know. We pray over those every Monday morning together as a group. So, love you. You're not dismissed. You are sent. Let's go. Let's go win people to Jesus.